Hey, welcome to the Remo Tlale Life and Faith Podcast, a long-form podcast designed to help you thrive in your life as well as in your faith. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the podcast. So grateful that you decided to take time out of your day uh, to listen to this, wherever you are, uh, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, This is obviously December that I'm recording this, and so it is a good time to be alive. Uh, Living in the beautiful city of Cape Town now, uh, getting to see uh, just incredible weather, incredible seasons. Um, It's just, it's a blessing. It really is a blessing. And I'm hopeful that you feel the same way wherever you are. I know there are people listening from all over the place. Um, So if this is summer for you, enjoy the the nice, the heat, the sun. Um, If this is winter for you, I guess enjoy the snow. I I think people enjoy that. that kind of thing but either way it is december and you know wherever you are in the world december means uh the christmas season advent and we get to celebrate the coming into this world of jesus christ uh, which on a podcast like ours where we try to thrive in life as well as in our faith is a big deal uh, so today is that episode where i get to dive in all on my own as the first tuesday of December, so I dive in on my own. I get to share some thoughts, some things that I'm thinking about. Uh, and really, today's thoughts are going to be right centered, focused on the idea of Advent. And then I do want to uh, share some uh, maybe potentially helpful uh, things that I've been seeing or learning from uh, places that you can go to really get some, some great insight uh, and hopefully be able to thrive in life as well as in your faith. I do want to ask you real quick while you're listening to this, if you haven't had an opportunity or taken the time out to write this show a review i would greatly appreciate if you did um yeah it's it's you know it, it just helps the po- the podcast get out there helps other people to find us and it's just incredibly encouraging to me and my own uh, you know soul as well um and then if you haven't subscribed uh, i would really want to encourage you take the moment right now uh if, unless you're driving please don't crash your car uh, but just take a moment to subscribe because i only listen to the podcast that i subscribe to and that's because they come straight into my podcasting app it refreshes on the wi-fi and it's downloaded and i listen to it and then i just set mine uh, to auto download and auto delete once i've played it once i've listened to it through and so hopefully that helps you uh, today i want to talk a little bit about advent um, and hopefully share some cool stuff that I'm thinking about during this season. So without further ado, uh, here comes my conversation with myself <laughs> uh, about Advent. Hey, quick one while you listen to this episode, I just want to remind you of a partnership with Good Cup. Good Cup is a South African female-owned coffee brand with a mission to provide good coffee while driving community engagement and service. Good Cup also provides coffee truck event services throughout the city of Johannesburg for special occasions. So if you are having a wedding, an event, or a conference that you require coffee for, please email them at goodcupbrand at gmail.com. And if you love coffee, like I do, uh, then the great news for you is that this partnership allows you to get a discount on any single origin coffee purchase that you make on their website and all you have to do is type in the discount code code faith f-a-i-t-h faith uh, on checkout and it will apply to your purchase so please go check them out we'll have links to the business on in the show notes enjoy the rest of the podcast 
Okay, so Advent. Um, if you don't know what Advent is, uh, Advent, it comes from the Latin word Adventus, which means coming. Uh, and really, it's the season, this kind of couple of weeks before. Um, really, most people practice it over the first, the, the four Sundays before Christmas Day. And it's really this idea of Christians being able to celebrate the coming of Jesus, both the fact that he has come and the fact that he will come back a second time. Uh, that, that, that's really what it's about, you know, and, and I, for one, am uh, very happy about this idea of Jesus coming because as Christians, what we believe is that Jesus was born to a virgin uh, named Mary, and she was at the time uh, pledged to be married to a, a, a gentleman named Joseph. They would have him in a crazy little situation in Bethlehem, but be from Nazareth and then move up to Egypt, running away from being killed uh, until at such a time as he would come back. And of course, he would then proclaim the good news that the kingdom of God has arrived and people should repent. Of course, then he would minister and do ministry and prophesy and teach and challenge and shape the world and really shake the Jewish religion at the time, showing them the way that God wanted people to live. And he would do this for three years until the big crescendo moment where he would allow himself to be subjugated to death, even death on a cross, humiliated, broken, battered and bruised for you and me. He would die. Of course, after three days, he would resurrect. And then after 40 days of his resurrected self being on earth, he would ascend to heaven with the promise of returning to come and gather his people. And that's why we celebrate Advent, is we celebrate that, that Jesus has come and he is coming again. And I loved, uh, I heard one preacher put it this way. He said, you know, it's the fact that he has come that gives us faith that he will come. It gives us hope. It gives us belief. It gives us encouragement that he actually will come. And, and you know, I've been thinking about Advent and, and, and really the four key pillars of Advent, which are hope, love, joy, and peace. And so if you've grown up in a traditional church, uh, usually the Catholic churches and some Baptist churches, I think even Methodists do this, uh, where you would light a candle per week until Christmas. Uh, these are the four key themes or key elements that we want to celebrate is this idea of hope, the idea of love, the idea of joy, the idea of peace. And... Um, I've been thinking about this and I've been thinking about, okay, so, so what, what is it that I can be learning and digging deeper into uh, as I try to thrive as a young person in my life, as well as in my faith, as I try to journey well in this life? What, it is, what is it that I can be focusing on in this time? And I think I just want to share some brief thoughts around hope, love, joy, and peace, and then some things that I feel like I'm learning about God as a result of Advent. And hopefully these things are helpful. Hopefully I'm speaking at a pace that's not too crazy. Um, I'm sure most of you listen on one and a half speed anyway. That's what I do. Um, and so sometimes I find because I listen to so much at one and a half speed, I am learning to speak a lot quicker. And so hopefully this makes sense. But hope, right? hope, hope in the season of Advent. Why, why, why do we have hope? Why is hope such an important thing? I think it's because of this idea that Jesus was called Emmanuel, that he was called God with us. And so we hope we have hope because he is with us. And so the victory is secure. You know, he was with us physically when he walked and talked and, and lived in the Middle East. He's with us in, in his spirit because, of course, he's one part of the three parts of God. And he is with us till the very end. And I think there's the, the need for hope in the world today is that 
is this idea that, man, the victory is secure. He has won it. He's seated at the right hand of God. He is not fretting. I may have said on the podcast before, I know I say this often. Uh, someone who was mentoring me said this to me and I just loved it. He's, he didn't see COVID-19 and the, the challenges of our faith, the challenges of our injustice in the world. He didn't see the challenges around human trafficking that we see, gender-based violence from our own country, and all these sorts of things that we see as these major challenges and, oh my God, what's going to happen, you know, uh, metaverse or no metaverse. And he didn't get up from that chair and think, oh, I've got to get involved again. No, he's seated because it is finished. And because of his first coming again, like I said earlier, we have the hope, we have the understanding, the faith, the belief that the future holds good things for us. And so when, when I think about hope, the way that I think about it is that it, it allows me to look into the future radically differently. Because I look into the future with knowing that there is light at the end of the tunnel. I look into the future, whether it's the immediate future of the next couple of days, next couple of weeks, next couple of months, or the long-term future of the next couple of decades, as we as young people transition from being young people to middle age to being old. I look with hope because I know, man, God and Jesus have come, they are coming, the victory is secure. I think some of us need to hear that. I think some of us need that reminder that actually the battle that we think we're fighting is a winnable one because it has been won. And as, if you read the book of Revelation, what you see there is when Christ comes back, he comes back as a conquering king. He comes back saying, man, all of it has been put to death. All of it has been slain. It has happened. I've finished it. And it's encouraging. And so as we celebrate Advent, as we celebrate the coming, this idea of Jesus coming and coming again, man, I want us to have hope. I want to encourage you to be hopeful, to look with different eyes, to look with eyes that see the light at the end of the tunnel. Because the truth is, I think what Satan wants to do and what the world is preaching is that it is all doom and gloom. It's all doom and gloom out there. We're not going to overcome the pandemic. We're not going to be able to get justice right, which I, I agree with because worldly substitutes for a, a godly thing is not going to happen in institutions. We're not going to have, you know, political powers that do the right thing by us. You know, in South Africa, we just saw another petrol price hike recently and people are freaking out. It's terrible. It's hard. It, you know, just life is difficult. But all of those things where the world and especially people who don't have a faith is focused and centered on Christ lose hope. We get to have hope because the one we see at the end of the tunnel the one who brought light into darkness. He's the one who brings victory and, it, and he has done the victory for us. So I think there's, that's the, the encouraging thing for me with hope. And that's what I'm leading into as I think about hope in this Advent season. The other thing is love, right? All, all you need is love, right? Is, is, is what we say to one another. But what I really wish and what I really hope for and what I'm really pursuing in this Advent season is I want to experience how it is that Christ loves me. I want to experience that, that unconditional love that we often talk about, that, that expression of just deep, unadulterated love, that, that pouring out of his love, that he sees me broken as I am, and he does not view that as an issue, but rather he steps forward and brings in the hug. You know, that, that somehow, I don't know how God does it, I don't know how Christ does it, but that they love me exactly the way that I am. Yes, they want a better future for me and, and my issue, and maybe it's just my hang up. My issue is I can feel like I want to work to deserve the love. 
The other issue that I've heard people struggle with is that the, 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 the picture of who Christ is and who God is is so far out there that they feel so incompetent that they cannot even try to pursue loving God or feeling loved by God. And yet the story of Jesus coming into earth, Jesus leaving, as in Philippians 2, it says, you know, considering equality with God doesn't consider that something to be grasped, but rather he takes on the very nature of a servant and he becomes a human and he comes into earth. That is an act of love. That he leaves all the stuff, that the glory, the awesomeness that he lived in behind and he comes to live with us and hugely... Yes, die for our sins, I think that's true, but, but a large part of it is to be able to recognize our struggles. I was in a great conversation with Jarette, and he just helped me to see how, man, my view of God, of Jesus being perfect, not, not really being able to you know, comprehend my temptations or him not necessarily having weaknesses, is flawed. Because part of a huge part of why he became human is so that he would be tangibly able to say, I know the human experience and I love you in it. And again, I think for me, and I'm sure for so many of us, man, if we could just sit and meditate and experience the love of God, our lives would be radically different. And for some of us, yes, we experienced it many moons ago when we made Jesus Lord of our lives, or maybe we've experienced it in glimpses over the last 18 months, but man, we, we, we desire, we thirst for a much deeper feeling and experience of God's love. And as I think about Advent, that's one of the things I'm meditating on is, God, I want to feel and sense your love. Hopefully that's something that you're pursuing. And, and I don't know how you're pursuing it, whether it's reading books or going for walks or doing things in nature or doing stuff with family, but that you would take time to try and experience it and really savor this love that God has for us. You know, from, from love, I think we move into joy. When I think about joy, you know, um, I, I think this is the feeling that we have because God has come and is coming. Right? We said hope is the way that we look at life. Because he has come and is coming. I think joy is what we feel because he has come and is coming. Because the situation isn't necessarily perfect. So it's not happiness. It's not, it's not situational highs and lows. It's, it's this underwhelming, uh, uh, underwriting, sorry, overwhelming joy of, man, this is awesome. Who God is is incredible. And he's come on earth. He's lived. He's died. He's resurrected. And he's coming back. And because of that, I don't not just look forward with hope, but I feel a sense of joy. That these are, as, as the Bible would put it, these are light and momentary troubles. That, that there, is a, there is a part of me that taps into the ability to celebrate and be joyous and the ability to just feel uh, good because I know he has come and he is coming back. You know, that I can, I can celebrate in spite of the circumstance because I know the victory is secure. I, I wonder how many of us would be able to actually go out and do really awesome stuff if we could tangibly touch the joy of Jesus, right? Uh, the, the Christmas carol goes, joy to the world, right? The, that, 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 that that's what we would be. I wonder for, how, for us if we really zoned in on that's who Jesus is, that's what he has done, this is him coming back, what it would look like for us to pursue that. I wonder it for myself because so easy, it's so easy for me to get caught up in what I'm feeling in that moment and not realize that joy is not just a feeling. It is a feeling, but it's so much more because it's tied to things that are timeless, like the victory that Christ won for my life and the victory that is true to come in my life. 
And yes, right now it's going to be, <laughs> ooh, it's going to require some hard work, baby. It's going to require some shaking and baking, you know. But man, it's, I, I can be joyous. I can hold on. I can enjoy life. And I can enjoy so much of what it is that I get to go through. You know, it kind of reminds me um, uh, of this, this picture, this analogy that I, I've, I've heard and, and, and used many times of um, being in a, in, a, in a football game or being at a football game. And I'm a Manchester United supporter. Hopefully you can love me and not judge me for that decision. Okay. Uh, I know many of us aren't necessarily Manchester United supporters. And even some of us who are Manchester United supporters won't say it out loud because of the season that we're in as a club. But I, I think of it as, you know, going into the biggest game of the season. And someone travels to the future, comes back and says, oh, hey, I just want to let you know, you know, Manchester United are going to win this game 3-1. You know, in, in the game, the first half is kind of hard fought and tackles are being made and passes are being made. Manchester United even hit the bar. There's a big save from the opposition goalkeeper. The opposition attack and attack and attack. And it feels like Manchester United are overwhelmed and they're going to lose. And then halftime comes and it's nil-nil. And everybody's, you know, everybody's like relieved. Like, oh my goodness, that was close, you know. Like, okay, come on, let's go second half. But because I know the end result, I know that it's going to be 3-1 Manchester United. I'm smiling, baby. I'm like, come on, let's go. This is going to be good. Because 3-1 over 90 minutes is going to be really good. But 3-1 over 45? Oh, this is going to get even more entertaining. Come on, like, you know. And, 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 then, I, and then I sit there and I, I watch as the opposition attack after attack after attack. And eventually, at 60, in the 65th minute, they score. And I'm like, oh, man, okay, that, that's not nice. I didn't like them scoring first. But, hey, we're going to win 3-1. And so I don't have to worry about this. I, I don't have to get myself uh, anxious. I, I can look into the future. I can have hope. I can look and know that even though it seems dark right now, there's light at the end of the tunnel because victory is secured. We know that it's going to be 3-1. And I, I can have joy. I can smile. Even as Manchester United are under pressure again, and I know that they're under attack, and it seems like the opposition are going to get a second goal, and I, I, can, I can sometimes switch into worry because I'm, I'm a human and I'm prone to that, but then I remind myself, 3-1, 3-1, 3-1, it's going to happen. And, and, and I'm intensely, intensely involved in this game, but at the same time, I know that, man, the, the one who told me 3-1 is the victory score is so faithful and so true that I, I must hold on to that. And so as a result of that, even though the circumstances don't make sense, I smile and I, and I, I high-five the guys as, as our team continues to grow. And it's now the 85th minute and I'm, I'm getting a little bit concerned, right? It looks like, man, 85th minute, five minutes for the, for the, until the end of the game. How's Manchester United going to get three goals in five minutes? I, I don't know. I've never seen this happen before. But, but I, I go back to, man, okay, but I believe the guy who told me that this is going to be a 3-1 game. And so 86th minute, and, and oh my goodness, we get a, a red card. One of the guys got, went and lost his mind and he kicked someone. And now Manchester United are actually down to 10 men. And I know for those of you who are thinking, what really, Remo, a sports analogy. I don't watch sports. I'm sorry. This is Just stick with me. I'm, I promise you I'm getting somewhere. But it's the 86th minute, and now we're down to 10 men. No one comes back and wins 3-1 with 10 men. Are you kidding me? Even with the world's best 10, like, that just doesn't happen. And it's the 87th minute, and we still haven't scored, and, and they're upon us again, and it looks like they're going to get a second. You know, in that moment, it's going to be so hard to hold on. It's going to be so hard to look forward and see light at the end of this dark tunnel. It's going to be so hard to 
perceive uh, a, a way to have a joy, a smile on my face, a sense of resoluteness that this is going to be great. And yet, you know, in the 88th minute when Manchester United score on the counter-attack, a, a really crazy goal that I never saw going in. There's an equalizer. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> it's like I will erupt with the crowd. And yes, in that moment, we will be happy as, a, as the crowd will be happy and I'll be happy too. But I would actually be also experience a deeper sense of joy because I'm like, man, he who promised was faithful. It's going to be 3-1. And as it goes to 89th minute and the 90th minute and there's only one minute added on. And in the 90 minute plus one, we score the second. I think to myself, come on, baby, let's go. It's the money time, you know. And somehow by fluke, there's an amazing goal from the halfway line as the, as the game restarts because, you know, that's the end scoreline. And then just after that, the referee ends the game and it actually is 3-1. I think joy is the ability to endure all those ups and downs, that emotional up and down with because of the knowledge that I have that there is victory at the end of this. And so I think hope is looking into the future and being able to see light at the end of the tunnel. I think joy is being able to live with knowing what I see right now, what I'm experiencing, the circumstances I'm experiencing right now is not the end of the story and so I can be joyous. Because I can celebrate the king. I can celebrate the victory. I can celebrate that this too shall pass. And I think this is where peace enters. Because I think when we know that the victory has come and the victory will come, we don't have to worry. So not only do I, do I look with eyes of hope, do I feel in my heart joy, but my mind experiences peace. So as I think about the future, as I as I kind of play out the tape of what's happening in my local, you know, situation, whatever country it is that I'm in, there's the world in every different world, every part of the world is dealing with things different. And I'm sure many of you feel sorry for us in South Africa because we discovered a variant that was already in other countries. I appreciate your, your kindness on that, right? But it's like, man, when I think about those things, when I perceive that stuff and, and I, I have to try and make sense of the world, I, I make sense of it in peace, I don't worry because I know that he who was victorious has secured the victory ahead of me. And so I can be at peace. And it's a peace that transcends all understanding, right? That's what the scriptures talk about. Because I, I, don't, I don't think about these troubles the way that the world thinks about them. I don't feel about these troubles the way the world feels about them. I don't look about these troubles the way the world looks at them. And I don't feel about myself the way the world feels about themselves. But rather, I feel love from Christ. I have hope in him. I have joy in him. And I experience peace because of him. And that, to me, is the awesomeness of Advent. The incredible idea of Jesus has come and will come again. There's so much more to it. But as I've meditated over the last couple of days, and I will continue to meditate over the next couple of days as I, as I journey personally in my own times with God towards Christmas Day, that's what I'm processing. Think about my ministry, think about the podcast, think about my marriage, and think about family and situations that we manage some tough situations I'm involved in and conversations I'm having with people and conversations I should be having, but I'm not having yet, you know, but I'm like, man, God, this is awesome. 
And so when I think about these things all combined, I think there's a couple of points that come to mind and maybe these points are good prompts for you to do your own thinking about. But one of the things is, is, is that God is faithful. He's just not on my schedule. Right? Jesus, I heard a preacher say like, why didn't Jesus just come in Genesis chapter 3? Why was it like the whole of the Old Testament and then 400 year period between the Old Testament and the New Testament before Jesus arrived? Like why, why the gap? Why this time? It's because God is rolling on a different schedule. Now, I often joke with people in my ministry. I'm like, man, if I'm honest, you know, Jesus can come back now. <laughs> I'm good. You know, we can, go, we can go into the, excuse me, the new heaven and the new earth. But that's not what happens, you know. So God is faithful. He, he proves himself over and over and over and over again. And I'm sure if you spend some time just thinking about his faithfulness in your own life. I know if I did, I'd be able to say that God is always faithful. He's just not on my schedule. The other thing that I I think about during this season is that there is light in the darkness. That if I just allow myself to to look hard enough, there is light in the darkness. You know, COVID-19 and this pandemic that has ensued as a result of it and the, the, the way that life has been, has been a difficult one. But you know, on a personal level, there's been great victories. In a ministry level, we've seen people come to Christ and become followers of him. There's been moments and seasons and days of of great victory, positivity that has happened. So there is light even in these dark moments. And because Jesus came in being light into the world, we can experience light. And I think that's something worth celebrating as we we celebrate Advent. And there's this hard challenge for me, at least, I don't know about you, but there's this hard challenge that this is all here, but not yet. I got to look back and, and look at all of that. I got to look forward and look at all of that. But what I experience now is that Jesus' rule and reign has not been fully established. Well, I'm hopeful it will be. I trust that one day, you know, God is going gonna, is gonna to do this. And I, I trust that I'll be able to see it. But, but that makes it hard. But it's also so worth celebrating. Because at least what is here is light. I can experience it and I can experience Jesus. I can get to know him and I can really, really be involved in a great way as a result of who he is. And so I hope as you celebrate Advent, as you think about the coming of Jesus first time and the second coming that we're waiting on, that you would be able to think through hope, love, joy and peace. That you would be able to consider what are the lessons that Christmas and this Christmas season, uh, you know, teach us. Even though, yes, I know Jesus was not born on the 25th of December. Yes, I know there might, there might be some um, history towards St. Nicholas and the, and the rest that aren't actually Christian. And yes, somehow we've taken this, you know, holiday and made it this, for us, a holy day. And vice versa, that this holy day has become just a holiday for everybody else. I know all of that stuff is out there and I know, you know, we're in the era of deconstructing things and, you know, breaking things down, making sure we have pure motives. I think it's always a great time to be able to take some time to celebrate the coming of Jesus. And I hope that as you do that, you would feel great hope. You'd be full with love. You'd experience incredible joy that you would think with a mind of peace. Amen. Okay, um, hopefully you've enjoyed this uh, podcast episode. Hopefully it's been helpful to you. I just want to pop in uh, and share uh, just a little bit of, of, of gratitude, really. Um, I am 
working to see if we can uh, produce one or two more episodes for the end of this year. Uh, there's, there's potential that it will work out. Uh, everybody's busy, uh, myself included. And so, you know, sometimes setting up uh, interviews and, and making sure we can get guests on is a little bit more challenging with, with, with people taking off days and different things happening in different parts of the world. Uh, but I, you know, just want to say I'm grateful, first of all, that I get to, to do the podcast. I am very excited about 2022 plans for the podcast. Um, I am looking forward to potentially trying out blogging. So if you're interested in, in, in a blog, uh, hopefully that will come out in 2022. I'm interested in potentially trying to, to host some kind of event for people who listen to this podcast, which I think could be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm also looking forward to, to unpacking certain themes that have come up this year that continue to be things that we're learning and new things that we could learn um, together. Um, I'm looking forward to particularly the first few weeks of 2022. The idea, the goal there is to be able to have uh, the guests and potentially myself as well talk about how to really have an awesome year ahead. And uh, I want to dive into some some topics about how to grow personally, how to develop uh, good relationships with people, um, how to think uh, a bit differently as a result of all that's going on in the world and has gone on in the world. Um, I want to talk about how to make this life count with a different guest. So there's a number of guests lined up, a lot of people that are uh, confirmed to come on the podcast starting early in January, from the first week of January. At least, uh, definitely you'll have a, a, an episode there. Uh, I can't confirm for December. Um, but, but the idea is to really start talking about how to have an awesome 2022 and I really hope that will, you'll find it helpful. I'm trying to get, you know, great and awesome guests. I feel like we've always had awesome guests on the podcast. Um, and hopefully that's what you will experience. Um, I'm also really uh, just grateful. Uh, and, and I wanted to end with this today on today's podcast. I'm grateful for, uh, I'm sure many of you saw Spotify Wrap, I think is what it's called. Or, you know, wrapping up your year with Spotify and, and Spotify kind of give you stats. It's the first year it's ever happened for me uh, because of the podcast. I don't use Spotify, I use a different um, streaming platform. But the number of you who had uh, the Room of Tlali Life and Faith podcast in your top five podcasts listened to is just so encouraging. So I want to thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you again for being a listener to this podcast. I, I don't think you know how much it means to me. I don't know if I could put words to it, but it really means a whole lot. Um, and honestly, because I feel like, man, my desire is to help young people thrive in life as well as in their faith. And the fact that you listen to this podcast and it's in your top five of listened to podcasts means you actually find it helpful in that way. And so I appreciate your support. I appreciate your comments. I appreciate your, you know, people who text me or message me, email me, even up on emails, um, sharing things with me. I just am so, 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 so grateful. I'm grateful for the Spotify rap that I've been able to see on my end as the podcast producer uh, that, you know, 40 people uh, have listened to this podcast more than any other podcast that they listen to, which is incredible to me. Uh, the, the other one that really stood out to me is the number of nations that we're in, where the podcast get, gets listened to in over 20 countries now. Uh, and apparently the United Kingdom, Kenya and Australia are leading the pack in the new uh, countries that, that listen to this podcast. So if you are in those countries, shout out to you. Thank you so much for listening to this. Thank you for sharing it with your friends. Thank you for 
making it grow in your part of the world. And if you're not in those countries, I appreciate you too. I appreciate uh, those who are the, the original, the OGs from South Africa, because that's where the country that I'm in and that's where it started, uh, to those who are in the, the new countries that we're reaching in, in Europe uh, and even now in Asia, which is crazy to me that you know this podcast has reached there. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, especially if this is the last episode for this year, 2021. Thank you for listening. And I really hope that you have been helped to thrive in life as well as in your faith. Cheers. Thank you for listening. For more thought-provoking conversations, subscribe to the Rima Klale Life and Faith Podcast. Please like, review and share so that we can continue to help others thrive in their life as well as in their faith.